0: That was literally five different claps at five different yeah.
1: times Yeah, yeah It'll, Xander will figure it out all right. uh, Have fun, Xander That's the other piece, let's try not to call out Xander all the time
0: Excuse you, but like literally half of my notes for this show Are, hi Xander Oh
1: yeah. right, I forgot, this is the super meta episode So we can talk about anything that we want Hooray
2: <laughs> Don't talk about Xander at all now
0: It's not fucking Fight Club <laughs> Xander is Fight Club <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is the I Read Comic Books Podcast. I am your host, Mike Rappin. With me this week are four, let me repeat, four fantastic human beings whom I love to talk about comic books with. Tia Vassiliou. Hi. Kate Scotchless. Hello. Nick White. Hey. And Paul Jasley. Hello. We are here today to talk... About nothing. Actually, we're here to talk about everything. That is the I read comic books podcast. This is our annual episode. This is episode 100. A year ago, we recorded our 50th, 56th, or 52nd episode, or whatever it was, and that marked our first annual. and This is our second one. So we are here to reflect upon what the best year in a long time, as far as podcasting goes, has been <laughs> in this show and everything that is about the show. But we're going to begin by talking about comic books that we read recently so i'm gonna ask the question that i ask every single week how have you been and how have comic books been tia
0: comic books have been awesome i am so excited because eight house arc light is back after like approximately ten thousand years (laughs) and um eight house is really confusing you guys i've been drinking some beers i don't know if i'm in a great place to explain it to you right now
2: that's fine that's fine probably in the best place (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I know, right.
0: So just go by the subtitle. So there's 8 House Arc Light, there's 8 House Yaris, etc., etc. It's that like subtitle and then the number that you want to follow if you're looking to follow a specific story. So this is Arc Light number 4. There's also okay. an 8 House number 4 that's like Yaris or some other title. So like just go by the subtitle. And this is Marion Churchland and she's uh, on the art who is a goddamn genius and I want to marry her except I'm pretty sure she's married to Brandon Graham mm-hmm. already so. yeah. who ah. who writes it who writes 8 House Arc Light so basically this is their like baby of perfection I don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's about all of the 8 House stories are kind of about like Corporeality and identity and problems associated with that, and they're all kind of sci-fi fantasy. And so, this the Arc Light story is about this like sort of uh, ambigu- ambigu- ambiguously gendered race of people. And there's this knight, and she switches bodies with this weird tentacle monster, and then she wants to switch back, but she's like kind of trapped. And this other knight's like trying to help figure that out. And there's blood magic. It is beautiful. It is so beautiful. I cannot even say that enough the art is beautiful and you should read it number four
2: that's that is so much
1: (laughs) i'm sure there are more than
2: a couple people that heard tentacle monster and went all right um what's this called and uh (laughs) there's
0: Uh, none of that kind of tentacle monsterness mm. i'm sorry for those of you who are hoping for that
1: (laughs) Um, yeah well, you have to go read the book to figure it out. Really, don't spoil it to you. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Anyways, Kate, what did you read this week? What were you excited about?
3: I was pumped for Gamora number two. Uh, this is the book written by Nicole Perlman. Woo for ladies writing her ladies. Am I right? Uh, she's the, one of the co-writers <laughs> oh, yes. of the Guardians of the Galaxy screenplay, so she knows her stuff. And this whole uh, series is like what, what transformed Gamora from being you know, an evil tool of Thanos to being our awesome lady she is, like how she grew a heart, and she's off killing the Badoon royal bloodline, Uh, they're the people responsible for the genocide of her species, and issue two is all about whoops, you missed one, and she's off to find this half-Badoon princess (laughs) who is hidden (laughs) on Ooblix, which coincidentally is about to cross the event horizon of a black hole, so, you know, clock's ticking, And this whole series apparently takes place in the 90s based on the number of bare midriffs we see. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Fingers crossed (laughs) that she has an affair with Angela because they're like my murder wives forever. I really hope she
3: shows up. I like how (laughs) there's one
2: left. I I wonder if this was like organized (laughs) by the same guy that did the great Jedi purge. Oh, we got them all. (laughs) Define all. Well, there might be like 70 left. What? Uh (laughs) There's that green dude in that swamp, and there's that old man in that cave, and then there's a few
0: more. Okay?
2: Yeah. It's very hard. When you're trying to eradicate an entire race
0: of people across the
1: galaxy. I guess that's not a whole race. The Jedi wasn't a race. That's a whole different
2: thing. Anyway, yeah. Group of of people.
3: Group of people.
1: Yeah,
2: sure. Anyways, uh, Nick, what, what did you read? Uh, I read Bloodshot USA number four, which is the last issue in the arc, Um, and it was one of those weird moments where, at the end of three, there was sort of this fork in the road of where the story could go, and I had sort of made up my mind on what I wanted, and Jeff Lemire went and took the story in the other way, and I was like, what are you doing? And then like 20 pages later, I was like, this is so tough to say, but that was actually the right thing to do. Um it sort of parallels the valiant and sort of riffs on and 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 twists around expectations for those who read the valiant as to how it ends uh and jeff lemire ends it on an oddly optimistic oddly satisfying note uh for the future of bloodshot uh especially because uh even though the group the Sort of breaks up at the end. Um, all of the blood shots. Uh, he does get to stick around with Bloodhound, um, the dog of the Bloodshot Squad, who's oddly enough not a bloodhound, uh, but he is still uh, majorly adorable. So um, very excited. That is uh, excited. like the
1: best. That is the best missed joke I think in that <laughs> entire series is that that dog is not a bloodhound. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but th- that's what I read. What about you, cool. uh, Paul?
4: Well, um, I read Captain America's Bicentennial Battles, written and drawn by Jack Kirby, and as the title implies, was published back in 1976 to commemorate the Bicentennial Celebration of the United States of America. And this was basically Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States on acid. Because uh, <laughs> Captain America, he visits a this sort of mystic shaman guy named Mr. Buddha, who gives Captain America the secret talisman that sends Captain America through history to experience <laughs> the history of the United States through the eyes of its people. This so he goes, to, he goes back Whoa. to World War II, he goes back to World War I. Um, you Does know, he, he punch go-
0: the motherfucking Nazis in the face?
4: Oh, please. He punches Hitler himself in the face. Yes. It's so <laughs> satisfying. <All laughs> right. Um, but there's also these these parts where Captain America will will be in the Great Chicago Fire and he'll rescue someone from a burning building and help a woman carry a heavy suitcase or he helps some miners escape from a collapsed mine. So it's it's not so much about the big important battles or moments in history, but just about the the people of the United States and what they experience together. And that's what Captain America comes to realize. So it's a fantastic book. Of course, it's Cap it's Captain America by Jack Kirby but reading this book in the year 2017 in the current political climate was very very interesting so it's it's well worth revisiting because I thought it was a fantastic story and a a very unique take on Captain America. Captain America is one of those characters that is so malleable that different creators can use him to Mm -hmm. do different things and Kirby's take on Captain America is a very very optimistic take which I really kind of appreciated reading uh, recently so that's what I read Mike what did you read?
1: Oh, I uh, I decided to hate myself, as per usual, as I predicted <laughs> in last week's episode. I uh, I sat down and I did read IVX number 3 and Extraordinary X-Men number 18, but I did want to talk about Extraordinary X-Men number 18. This is Jeff Lemire and Victor Ibanez. I was certain that I was going to hate this issue because I read the synopsis and it was all about Forge and and old man Logan, they have to go deliver this machine that Forge built. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be whining because they both are in love with Storm. And uh, I was so just done with this, this hinted relationship. But Jeff Lemire, when he gets it down to just one or two characters, really knows how to write a story. And so the story about Forge's feelings or mixed feelings about about Storm and Logan having this thing with Storm kind of or old man Logan I guess and then them getting paired off and going off Forge gets right to the point and he's like dude what's your problem with me and Logan's like I don't I don't know but I feel like I shouldn't like you even though I know that in the future you're a good guy and because he has these feelings for Storm but he tells this story about this crazy old man who out in the desert in the in the future where old man logan's from who was basically just done with dealing with all the bullshit of the bad things that happen in the future and would just destroy any super villain or any bad people that would come into this large swath of land and Logan, he's basically, he rounds it off by saying, you know, ultimately that guy wasn't a bad guy, and if that's who you turn out to be, then maybe we shouldn't have a beef. And they kind of have like this, they exchange this look between each other, and everything's fine, and Storm and Forge, like, hash out their, their problems together. Like, Storm's in the middle of this fight, and she decides to leave the fight to come and talk to Forge about their past relationship. <laughs> And it was actually it's actually very well done, and I, I'm summing it up in, in a kind of a goofy way. But this is Jeff Lemire writing like his top tier level of fantastic writing, and I every worry that I had about this book that I that I've been reading for 18 issues is is kind of gone now. And I'm like, if he can do this, I'm really ready to read another 18 issues with this guy. So it was it was a fantastic issue. That sounds like feeling, an OT
0: three waiting to happen. What is that? OT3, so OTP is your one true pairing, and O3P is your, like, it's the same, but with three people. Uh,
1: Oh, (laughs) all right. I'm, I didn't, uh, okay, yep. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) we can, we can, uh, we can address that when we talk about my, the fan fiction episode in a bit. So... Moving on, let's actually talk about what our comic picks are for this week. Comic books are released on February 1st, 2017, if I have my dates correct. And I want to know what you are all excited for. So let me just go with, let's start with Tia. All
0: right. I'm not going to lie. I actually already read this. It is the all new X-Men Monsters Unleashed number one. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay, look. (laughs) Look, me and Mike talked about this already because... I think it
2: sounds great. I don't know who you need to defend this to. Yeah,
0: if you don't, <laughs> if you don't ship X twenty three in Gambit, <laughs> you do now, bitches. Like, oh read gosh. it. <laughs> so many and thoughts enjoy. about this. <laughs> what is what is
1: what is Monsters Unleashed? I have
0: I, no idea. I, I have no. Okay. I literally it's have no idea. Big
3: event. But
0: yeah, they're doing it with all the all of their titles. There's an uh, there's an Avengers one. There's like all all of their big titles having Monsters Unleashed. And as far as I could tell, there's like. Some of them went back in time, and then X-23 and Gambit are like doing some stuff, and it causes them to have a lot of flirty banter, and I have no idea, but it was awesome.
4: My understanding was that the Monsters Unleashed was their uh, sort of a pseudo Jack Kirby tribute, since they're, that's what all the publishers are doing this year in 2017, and it's like the pre- Fantastic Four monster comics that Jack Kirby used to do for Marvel. They're kind of bringing back all those forgotten monsters, like the original Groot and stuff like that.
1: So oh, okay. That's what I think, it think, I think okay. it's, it's supposed to, to, to be. to
0: know the actual actual <laughs> <fact> <laughs> <history>. <laughs> Who knows what's
2: actually going yeah. on in comics? Wasn't it like, doesn't it involve like Dracula and all those other things too, or am I misremembering what I read?
0: There wasn't a Dracula. Okay. But y- There was talk of who among X-23 or Gambit should wear fishnets, which was very Mm. enjoyable.
2: Mm. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) (laughs) No one's working in the lab late one night, unfortunately. (laughs) There it is. Uh, Kate, what are you excited for this week?
3: (laughs) I am looking forward to a much different book. Um, The volume two of Sheriff of Babylon comes out this week. This is the one by Tom King with art by Mitch Gerards, who is not the same guy as Michael, Gar- Michael Garland. And I know this, I swear, despite accidentally crediting Mitch Gerards last night on Twitter with for a panel by michael garland and then it was super embarrassing because he <laughs> responded <laughs> it was like i didn't realize what i had done oh, no. And, no. until he I, like i got a li- like from mitch gerard's and i'm like well that's weird like i wonder how he saw it and then i looked at am like oh god damn it and it's because they both it's mi you know you start and you know how twitter like auto like guesses what you're going for and then i just booped the wrong oh. one I was like, oh, but he was super sweet about it, like I explained, and it was about my sister volunteering f- with the lawyers last night, so they were both like, yay, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, this is, everything went to crap in Volume 1, so I don't have much hope for our characters here in Volume 2, but we'll see what happens. How about you, Nick?
2: Um, For me, my pick is basically down to a process of elimination, because I'm not up to date on Batman, so I, I'm not going to talk about 16. Uh, And I think the most recent run of Archer and Armstrong Has been an unadulterated mess So I'm not going to (laughs) talk about that Um, But I will talk about Green Arrow 16 Uh, It's got Otto Schmidt back on art. He was the first artist to roll out um, on this book during Rebirth. And it's got a Juan Ferreira cover, which is about as good as things can get. And really, we're dealing with Green Arrow fielding a whole bunch of different threats. There's uh, some archer that's going around Seattle, uh, killing people and pinning him for it, because the easiest way to pin a crime on Green Arrow is to shoot someone with an arrow, and then you say it was Green Arrow, and everyone goes, well, no one else is dumb enough to run around with a bow and arrow, so you're probably right. (laughs) Process of elimination. Uh, Uh, And uh, it didn't help that he wrote on the side of the little, um, um, you know, arrows. uh, I'm green arrow. Uh, I think that (laughs) happened. Um, Beyond that, uh, he has the mayor trying to basically come after him to save his campaign. And there's a whole bunch of crooked cops uh, that want him dead because he, um, I think he stopped a purse snatching. No, no, no. It was just like crooked uh, cop overreach. And they were like... Beating up some person And he beat them up And some other person caught it on their cell phone And put it on the internet And as you might imagine um, That didn't make certain people look very good So now they're after him too So he's fielding threats from all angles And honestly um, The fact that we don't have a Black Canary book anymore Makes me sad But the fact that she is pretty much just as much in this book as he is just as much sort of an equal partner and everything as he is doesn't take shit from him uh just pretty much puts him in his place constantly uh it's it's great i i think it's a fantastic read and i think people i think one of the little known secrets about this book is if you are looking for a black canary read this is actually the place to go other than i think she's still in that birds of prey book but i don't read that so yeah wow that
1: sounds sounds a lot like the tv show
2: yeah maybe i don't know i don't watch it yeah yeah what about you paul
4: well uh, i will talk about batman number 16 because that's my pick this week uh written by tom king art by david finch um i really really like tom king's batman i don't know if i've said that on the show before i really like batman in general but tom king's uh specific take <laughs> i'm really really enjoying this might be news to you nick but i'm a batman fan it's, um,
3: it's, <laughs> oh. i didn't know you read batman <laughs>
4: shit yeah uh, <laughs> paul even
0: i read some of this batman
4: yeah. So before we hit record, you had mentioned reading issues fourteen and fifteen, which I absolutely loved. It's a great yes. like two issues story about Batman and Catwoman and it's a great little sort of character, you know, focused story, and I like Tom King's take on these characters so much. Uh it also helped by those that those issues had art by Mitch Garens, uh, and it's absolutely yes. lovely. But um yes. Issue 16 starts the next big arc, the I Am Bane storyline. So Bane apparently is going to make his way to Gotham, and that usually spells bad news for Batman and the citizens of Gotham. Well,
0: Batman should just have sex with him on a bed of diamonds (laughs) like he did with Catwoman. Yeah, and
4: that solved all their problems, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, those are some interesting issues. Yeah. 15 14 15 anyway david finch back on art um i'm always go back and forth on him i like his covers a lot but sometimes his interior art can be a little static uh but i did like mm-hmm. the work he did in the first arc of batman enough to sort of overlook that um but yeah batman's still going strong thank god for tom king for uh, continuing my batman addiction so there we are uh, mike what are you gonna read this week
1: Oh, I am going to talk about a book that I talk about every time it comes out almost, and that's Moon Knight. Moon Knight number 11 <laughs> drops this week. I, I, this book is fantastic. I think in this arc that's happening right now, Jeff Lemire is writing another fantastic story, um, and he is getting Mark Spector to go kill his god. It's the coolest storyline. I, I feel like it, on on the surface, if you explain it to someone, it's like, oh, he's got to go you know, kill the person that gave him powers. He feels kind of overplayed, but the buildup to this storyline has been absolutely amazing. We've been confused as to who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, what's real, what isn't real. And I think that's the way that a Moon Knight story should be written. And to have Mark Spector suddenly realized, I know what I absolutely have to do without any concern is kind of cool after we've had almost, I think we had eight or nine issues of complete confusion where everything was kind of tossed up in the air. You didn't know what was happening. You didn't know who was on whose side and finally things are coming together now i'm sure there's going to be another twist in this story but where it's going right now i'm 100 percent on board this is one of those books that i read it's the top of my stack every month when it comes out cannot cannot say how much i love this book anymore i think you've all excuse me i think you've all heard me say this at least so i hope you're all reading moon knight at this point <laughs> i know that i've at least convinced nick to buy a couple of issues mm-hmm. so i think that that's progress
0: the covers are always my favorite covers when they come out yeah
1: well and they're done by the same guy that does the interiors right so um Hmm. whose name is yes greg smallwood is is doing who does all the interiors or most of the interiors in the covers (laughs) yeah
2: the one where he's tearing off the mask of his face is still like the most mind-breaking one to me i love that one so much yeah, that's Ugh. one of
1: those covers that I I think I have a copy of that and if I ever meet these two, it will go up on my wall with the handful of other books that I have. <sighs> Love this book. If you're not reading Moon Knight, can I say it again? If you're not reading Moon Knight, <laughs> with
0: you under UV plexi.
1: Yes, under UV. But I will tear this book apart in the way that Tia described in one of our previous episodes, and put it in individual like layers and stuff, and rip out the staples. Well, not rip them out, but carefully remove them. <laughs> carefully with a pair of paint. tweezers. <laughs> yeah, so the pair of tweezers under. Under soft light yes, With and glasses gloves. on And special gloves got an operations <laughs>
2: table With the mask
1: No, know. no, no
0: Actually, they say now You should just Clean hands are better than gloves <gasps> Oh, probably Oh, my goodness about
1: that? Science is constantly changing I love it <laughs> <laughs> As I said at the beginning of the episode, this is not going to be an episode with a show topic or anything like that. This is going to be an episode where we kind of reflect on the last year of the show because it's kind of a kind of a big deal. We've been doing this show for two years and that somehow puts us at about 100 episodes with all of our mini-sodes and our one-off week that we had and some other things moving around and schedules changing and all this stuff. So I wanted to talk to everyone here today about what they've liked the most i guess about the show or things that they that we've done that were exciting and we're glad to be doing and we want to do more of in the future things like that i've got a bunch of just like moments that i think are really choice and are really fun and awesome and i know that everyone else does because we've had this huge notes document that we keep track of everything i mean for those of you that listen to the show i know we bring up the notes doc a lot or every once in a while or i always mention it the way that we structure our show is a whole thing and we have this weekly Google Doc and this week it's five pages long almost <laughs> full of things that for us to potentially talk about including stuff we want to do in the future for the show and all these different things that we all pointed out about the last year or so. so I'll throw it to whoever wants to start, because I I mean, (laughs) the one thing I could, I know we could say, we moved to a new site, we got our own domain, ircb.us, we have our own site with our own design, and a new logo, courtesy of Kate, and that was like, (laughs) An awesome moment for us Like we We became an independent entity After Destroy the Cyborg Went away And I think that was Super cool Like that was a huge moment In 2015 Or 2016 Or whatever the hell That happened So that was one thing I liked I I don't know Time is just Is a circle And uh, 2016 so uh, what what else what did you guys like about the last year Well, i, I just
3: want to start by saying that you guys don't know what you're missing out on what could have been here because originally in the email we got about this mike said 100 episode <coughs> 100 is so close so close i'm excited who wants to be in on that episode let me know or i'll just be it'll just be the mike rapin does improv for 10 minutes before getting burned out and then starts to have beers to which the he then reminisces about the past 100 episodes of this show making little to no comprehensible yep. sense show i'm not joking
1: <laughs> that's what this that, episode could have been yep. yes
3: we'll we'll never have that and there's still time
2: there's still yeah. time i was gonna say it can like, still happen yeah
1: it's too late you guys all showed up you guys need to
0: understand <laughs> that every week mike sends out this email to everyone it's so and there's wonderful. usually like at <laughs> least two paragraphs of like mike pouring out his heart and soul about comic <laughs> books that week <laughs> They're always it's so amazing. exuberant
3: and enthusiastic. I love it. Like, A lot of cats. What oh, was it, episode 61? He's like, prime numbers are back, baby! Can you yeah. even believe <laughs> it? They're just like, what are you, Mike? What are you? This is Wednesday. I was like, so what Wednesdays are prime are numbers? Not excited days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are exciting days, but you know, during the week, you're just like, kind of run down and...
1: That's why I usually go home on Wednesday nights, and at like eleven o'clock or twelve o'clock at night. I'll sometimes even like two in the morning. I know I send these emails out at like random times. I'll just come home and I'll write in this big long email, and then the more I look over it, the more exciting stuff and more loud, and <laughs> it, like enthusiastic I want to be for so that everyone will be pumped for the show. And I I think it's worked. I think we've I've, I've been able to inspire some hopes. So it I'm, totally I'm does. Proud of that. It it inspires <laughs> me.
3: <laughs> also, all the X Men gifts are so inspiring. I don't know what we'd do without them. In I, case yeah, you guys was... don't know, Mike really likes X-Men.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's definitely been one, one of my favorite things is to have Mike explain the X-Men to me. Mm-hmm. And I play yeah. dumb a lot of the times. I know what he's going to say, but <laughs> I just want to hear him explain it. And if I can get him to do his Gambit impression, that, is, that makes my <laughs> Do money.
3: it. Come on, Mike. Because literally, Mike's Gambit it.
4: impression, just, just do it. It's
2: just two words. <laughs>
0: I can't even do it again. I don't even Just read. I, don't even remember just guys, what, I can't. Just like pretend Nick's guys, rogue. Guys, I don't
2: work on command, okay? I'm not a dog. <laughs> read a sentence I, on the
0: dock you your Gambit impression.
1: I, I. It just sounds
0: like a bad French-Cajun
1: <laughs> accent. Why we love that's That's exactly right.
2: That's
4: exactly Literally, right. it just oh has to God. be you saying mon ami, and that's the impression. Yeah. I I'm oh, mon <laughs> ami.
1: just mon
2: ami.
0: is. I'll never forget I, when I was at San Diego Comic-Con and I texted you that picture of that like perfect Gambit cosplayer, and you were just like, Oh my god, marry me to the Gambit cosplayer.
1: (laughs) I did get a little, I did get very excited. Now I'm gonna look that text up. We should post that picture. He's my favorite.
3: He was amazing. I don't amazing. know why. The emails are also an important update on what Mike's currently watching on Netflix. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> I did have a whole Harry Potter phase because I did watch all of the Harry Potter like musical series. There's three mm-hmm. of those, like three full-length plays, musicals that were put on by this group from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And Darren Chris, who was on Glee, was Harry Potter in all three of them. So for two weeks, I definitely did Harry Potter standings for the entire crew. Um, just Excuse so everyone knew where, where things yeah, were.
3: Yeah, I was mishoused. Hogwarts I houses. almost left the group <laughs> after that, uh, but it was okay. And I,
1: I, I don't know what everyone was ho- sorted into. I don't know.
0: How was Slytherin... Losing. That would literally never happen.
1: <laughs> Slytherin has been having a bad year. I just... A bad school year. We'll see how things turn out come June. I just want... Just want to say that. You
0: know that they would just cheat and get higher in the rankings if that were the case. Like, that... It's literally not a thing that Slytherin is last.
1: I feel like this year they're downplaying it and they're going to come back in a sweeping win of the House oh, Cup. Oh, we
3: will. Just <laughs> like, bring it.
1: <laughs> this is now the Harry Potter... Comic book podcast. I literally have no idea what you're talking about.
4: I
0: literally <laughs> oh, no. know oh, I, minima, Paul is such so. a Ravenclaw.
4: Oh. <laughs>
3: okay. I,
4: no. I, is that a compliment? I think Paul's a squib It is. It is. Ravenclaw the best house. Okay. I'm literally is.
3: sitting here Thanks. in my Ravenclaw sweatpants. So <laughs> Ravenclaws <laughs> were the brains. Oh okay.
0: my goodness!
4: I'll take it. I'll take
1: it. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys enjoy my emails because I, I I really have a lot of fun writing them.
0: I have to say, my favorite part of the show is how supportive you all are of my feminist ranting.
3: Oh, I love your feminist ranting, Tia. Tearing yeah. up the goddamn patriarchy the part, with you yeah. is so cathartic. I love it. <laughs> but you know, you're like, like my only everyone... female friend to discuss comics with at this point, so... Oh, no.
0: And it makes me want to fly it out to Michigan and <laughs> <thank> you.
1: <laughs> you would like Michigan. I don't think you'd come back.
0: Would I? <laughs> I'll never forget when Mike taught me about how to, like, point to your hand to show where you are (laughs) in Michigan. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I have a T-shirt that you has do. that. I have a di- it has a diagram that's like I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it's got three figures, and it's a person holding up their hand, a person holding up their finger, and then pointing to their hand. It's it's fantastic.
3: Okay, so my ex came from Chicago and went to our school in Michigan, right? And she didn't get the whole hand thing. So our first week, like the orientation stuff, when people are pointing to where they're from, like putting up their like, "Where are you from?" She thought they were trying to high five, and so she would high five them.
0: <laughs> and then she kind of no, was that super it. embarrassed. <laughs> I kind of love that. But, you know, I mean, for the listeners, too, like, I mean, I understand that there are people who are not interested in that take on comics, and it just, like, my heart grows three sizes when people are interested in or supportive of the feminist ranting that we do, because I think it's important, and I think it's important for everyone, not just women, and so I'm just
3: really glad that you guys are, like, here for that. I think it's an easy thing not to think about if you're a guy and you've been reading it forever and you're used to what things look like because it just kind of starts to blend and this is how characters are drawn and this is how comics look. And, yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah that's, that's... yeah, I, That's <laughs> that's one thing I definitely want to make sure I, I say on this episode. Um, and it's, I don't really have a lot of specific moments to, uh, to mention uh, for this, but just in general, I, I really, really appreciate the variety of voices that we have on the show and the variety of fan experiences. I think it's all too common to think that any fan of a comics or any other quote unquote nerd culture kind of has the same, uh, taste or the same experience with the, with the medium. And as someone that's been reading comics, like probably literally since I've, I've, I've been six years old, uh, I have my I'm set in my ways, I'm an old man, so to have people that <laughs> to hear from people that started reading comics when they're in college and came to it with a different viewpoint didn't start reading superheroes right away like i I really changed the way I thought about comics as a medium and the fan experience in general, and I think what makes the show as it is right now so great is that it celebrates any type of fan experience and all different types of uh what it means to be a fan, the experience of reading comics and what it means uh, to do so so Decided to get that off my chest, and that makes me really proud to be part of the show, because I really appreciate the variety of voices on it.
3: I couldn't agree more. Before I was on the show, that's what made me listen, and... I I think it's fantastic. I also really like that we read all different sorts of stuff because when I try and listen to other comics podcasts, you get in a lot of reader ruts kind of thing. And I love that our show and also our Goodreads group, people read freaking everything. Especially if you get on the Goodreads group, people (laughs) aren't even just reading American comics. They're reading foreign language books and British books and Australian books and everything. And it's fantastic. I mean, it definitely
0: has pushed me to read beyond... I don't know if you guys have heard of this book. It's like really underground and in indie, the wicked and the divine. I've never mentioned it before. Never oh, I didn't mentioned know you it. You like before. that
3: book, Tia?
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, did you hear? Did you know that 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 team also did another book uh, called Phono, Phono, Phonogram? I mean, I think who is what the fuck called. even
3: are those guys? I
0: don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Oh man.
1: That's all we need is more beef with Kieran Gillen. No. Yeah, really. I think that there is, I think that Kieran Gillen and I could never have a conversation because I would just just start crying. a nice person. And I've been so mean for no reason to you.
0: Oh, no. Also, like Matt fucking Wilson for president. That's right. Mm, Yeah. Can we just fix that? Can we just make that happen? We'll work on
1: that. We'll work on it.
0: He could just like color the world into a beautiful place. Yep. Whitehouse.gov petition. Let's do it. Oh, he could color the White House colors. Oh, that'd be cool.
1: Aww. That's the coloring book I would buy. <laughs> uh, so the, the one other thing that I thought was really cool about what we've done in the last year was is I got to credit Kate for all of this. She started a Goodreads group. Like she came to me and was like, "Could we do this?" And I was like, "I sure." I I don't have any idea how that would work. And she did. And now there's like a hundred people in this group of people. And I don't know if they all listen to the show. I think some of them do. Um, some people definitely make comments on our Goodreads read thing that we do and want to have their voice heard on the show so like i I can't even believe how many people are on this in this group and i was talking to a friend of mine who's in the group and he reads the books and stuff like that but never comments
3: and he's a lot of lurkers (laughs) he said that it's really
1: funny because if you search for comic book groups in goodreads there aren't a lot that are active and ours is like super high up in as far as the search goes so i think like it helps that our name is so generic and dumb, <laughs> but like also that like <laughs> like but we we do have like a very active community. So when people jump into that, they see that people are commenting in that in the Goodreads group every day. Well, and, and, I, I, and I know that because I get notifications on my phone every time <laughs> someone makes a comment on anything because yeah. I want to try to be up and up on it. But I think like Kate, like you've done a fantastic job of putting it together and moderating it and like doing all the heavy lifting as far as organizing and sending messages. So like. That's awesome. I think that's, like, helped the show. I think that's that's forced us to read books that we probably wouldn't read. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never read Harrow County, and now that I've read it, I know that that book isn't just, like, a thing I see on the shelf, but it's a book that I would potentially pursue continuing to read, so... I gotta tip my hat to you for that. Like that was a huge endeavor and you continue <laughs> yeah. to do it. So like, well thanks uh-huh. guys. Thank you. <laughs> it's been really
3: fun. So I wanna, while we're talking about it, give a shout out to my friends from the Dragons and Jetpacks uh, book club that helped get this off the ground that were the initial adopters when it was just me, you guys and then I recruited my friends from, I've been in a book club on Goodreads for a long time for science fiction and fantasy called Dragons and Jetpacks and that's what got me the idea for this. And so our whole book of the month stuff is completely modeled off what they do and the initial members and a lot of the people still keeping it so active and up there in the listings are friends from that book club that these are people, you know, you make internet friends on forums. So shout out to you guys for being there and interacting and joining when it was all of three people, you know? So (laughs) thank you so much. I'm like the biggest piece of
0: shit though because I joined and I never <laughs> keep So many up
3: people with do it. though. You know, what? Yeah, like we get so many yeah. more people voting on the books than comments, so I know there's lurkers. I see you guys. It's cool. Yeah. I yeah. lurk on some groups too. <laughs> Nick's always like, I'm like, this thing happened in the group and I screenshot it, and he's like, I already know. And I'm like, damn you Nick. Oh
2: Nick, you <laughs> yeah. are there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Num- number one lurker. Um <laughs> twitch. Let me say a thing or two about Hero County while we're on the topic. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Go for it. Do it. Who cares? I don't, keep, I don't care. 100th episode. Who cares? <laughs> uh, volume 2 uh, is amazing. And I realize that the phrase, just wait a bit, it gets better, is probably the number one phrase of like that millennials, A, say to each other, and B, ignore automatically when it's said to one another. But just like Parks and Rec season one, just stick around, okay? <laughs> Honest to God, uh, I
0: literally just skipped that season. Andy
2: Andy <laughs> D- yep, uh, yeah. Dwyer will be a much appreciated character following season one, and not just an idiot in a cast who fell down into a sandpit. So <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. how I feel about season uh, book two of Harrow County. I was going to get more worked up and you know maybe start freestyling some m&m or something to just channel oh my, God, my anger nick. but uh
0: do it it's nick. not gonna happen do this it. Week. i no. swear
1: i don't know how he's done this but i think that there's at least four or five episodes with nick quoting <laughs> lyrics into the show mm. and i only realize it some of the time <laughs> i just want, i just want that to be no- nick
3: nick we need to go to karaoke
1: Nick's doing all yeah. of the things that he's not supposed to do, like shuffling song? paper.
2: Shuffling paper. <laughs> um, yeah, Mike, I, I wrote this down because I was listening to a couple episodes, and I actually found it. I was trying to find it. So you were reviewing Doom Patrol number one, and of course, I got in my head that we were talking about Gerard Way, so where are we going to go with this? <laughs> uh, and... Um, I attempted to inject some M C R lyrics into it and then you said, quote, uh, Nick, I'm so mad at you right now, don't you dare quote my chemical romance at me on this show <laughs> <laughs> To which I said, Well if you wanted honesty, that's all you had to say, yes, Mike. Nick, I like <laughs> And then you totally lost it, and that was that. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it is it's a marvel that some that we can keep this show going sometimes because of the fits of anger that I have.
3: Oh, hands down, some Nick. of my favorite an- on-air moments are Nick going into his spiraling tangents that are completely crazy and end up at the weirdest places. <laughs> I also mm-hmm. love how Nick will, like,
0: research something to literal pieces, yep. and then yes. by the end of his, like... Recitation of his research. You're like, I don't even know what we were talking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the thing. What what what, what topic is this? Yeah. Um,
0: we're gonna go to karaoke, and what's your song that you sing at every karaoke? Uh, is, oh, very good.
2: No, it it mm. might be I'm not okay. I promise. Okay, I we mean, have to sing that together,
0: like... but we have to sing it cosplaying as the Morgan and Baphomet.
2: Oh my gosh!
1: Uh, I'll, sure, I'll let you be Make the Morgan. He... Nick, you're gonna have to wear like a shirt that cuts off halfway up your stomach. <laughs> no God, shirt. I haven't even
0: read any of this book. Okay. No, no. You can be the Morgan and you can wear a corset. Yes. sure. And yeah. so much eyeliner. Would
2: standard issue for me. So
3: I mean. <laughs> the question isn't question. where is he gonna find one. It's which one is he gonna pick? You know, yeah. you have so Very many great. you can borrow. Yeah. That's
2: so here's Nick's random trivia for today, because it wouldn't be an episode without random trivia. The I'm Not Okay, I Promise music video was directed by Mark Webb, who would later go on to direct 500 Days of Summer and the Amazing Spider Man movies. Yes. There you go. Hmm. Yes.
3: It's all connected.
1: Tia Mm -hmm. brought up a beautiful question. I'm actually really, really curious to know what everyone's go to karaoke song is. So let's. I'm asking you, Kate, what is your go to karaoke song? If you had to pick one and you're like, I definitely want to do this. If sang
3: karaoke. I have the voice of a thousand dying cats, so that's just never gonna happen. It It just means you pick a Tom Waits
0: song. Exactly.
1: (laughs) There's a song for you.
0: I always sing Gangster's Paradise. (laughs) Really?
1: You do the whole the verses and everything. I
0: know every word, and no place I've ever been to has the right words. And I always it it, like infuriates me because then it makes me look bad. I'm like, no bitches. I know what I'm doing here.
1: That's impressive, Paul. What about you? Uh, You know
4: I have to admit that I do karaoke pretty frequently. Uh, I've actually been doing karaoke for a long time, so I have many songs (laughs) that are go-tos for me. That's so so awesome. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Number one, if they have it and not every place does, it's kind of a deep cut, is Punk Rock Girl by the Dead Milkmen. That's always automatic sing if the place has it. If they don't have it, uh, Surrender by Cheap Trick is pretty much always... Uh, Ooh, for me,
1: so, yeah. all right oh my we have goodness. to do karaoke
4: now it's now that it's come up we have to get together and do karaoke. we do There's, yeah it's i, not
1: I read not comic to, books so. karaoke yeah. night oh my yes God. i mean for me i'm actually really big on weezer so i usually try to do buddy holly
0: mike how have we not do- look why were you not invited to karaoke when we all went like two weeks ago
1: I don't know. I don't get invited to anything cool.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) involved. It's true because you have to make all the cool things. You're on the wrong floor. Okay, I am. I do work on the wrong floor. Next time you're coming with us. Okay. Yes.
1: Okay. I think I've gotten into the good graces of some people in the on on your floor. Look, you're in my good graces,
0: so you're coming with Mm.
1: us. Yes. Did you guys hear that? This is proof I'm one of the cool kids now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> See you losers later. This podcast is over. This was the whole point. Yeah. Mike's
2: just eagerly tagging along behind the whole group, and Tia just turns to him. She's like, don't fucking blow those. No, things.
0: like, I don't want to. <laughs> so, like, Mike, <laughs> hanging out with Mike at work events when we're drinking is super fun. And the last time it happened, we ended up wandering midtown for, like, an hour looking for Shake Shack.
1: Oh, yeah, because we went the <laughs> we went. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. This is why it's see, but this is why I can't
2: drinking like after at work
0: parties. Yeah, cause it's it's
2: bad. <laughs>
1: um, wait,
0: oh wait, no, Nick, what's your song?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes if they have enough, I just break into like mid two thousands me, and it's like swing, swing or something from the All American Rejects or newfound Glory because those Ooh. are just guilty pleasures. Yes. Sure. Um, or uh Taking Back Sunday, but otherwise, if it's a less um. Um, Select um, open place, then like the show must go on or Queen or something like that. You wow. know, pretty much anything by Queen. Fat Bottom girls. Who wants to live forever from Highlander. You know, Fat Bottom Girls. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> oh my god, bitches! When are we yeah. getting together at a convention <laughs> and then to going have karaoke? karaoke. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: that that brings up another weird point of ircb is like i haven't never even met t.r or paul in real life i know and then when i finally met mike it was super weird because you're so used to talking and being online but then you're like kind of awkward in real life because it's like you know them super well but then you don't at all and it's super weird
1: kate (laughs) what are you even talking about right now
3: (laughs) i know
0: right (laughs) Kate's like the only one of us not drinking
1: mm-hmm. I don't even know oh my goodness I oh my goodness now <laughs> Mike's I'm like,
3: drinking too much
1: I'm like a fan it all right makes now. sense this if is you ridiculous. were sober
3: Mike I promise listen to okay. this later right. okay listen no, what really. convention are we hanging out
0: together and meeting we, we will decide on. this off we will decide this and we could invite some. <laughs> we could just invite everyone who listens like we'll have, we'll have a big like hangout
1: yeah okay so here here's the thing we will talk about future plans in the next part of this okay, show okay sorry. Other thing, no, but I, but I do want I want to lump it all together. I, I, you know what, this is my fucking podcast. I've said this to you all a million <laughs> oh, times. Oh boy, here we go. We're down this road again.
2: <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. Everyone mark their uh, card, their bingo card. Yeah. Days since. Was, was a free yeah. space. This it is was my so podcast. Mon- the soapbox has arrived.
1: Let's. So okay. I do want to say that I'm super happy that you guys have all joined the show, and the reason why I picked the four of you to do this episode, because we do have some other people that rotate into the show, is because I think when we did the great debate, I realized, like, these, like, you four ended up being the core, like guests on the show like i want to call everyone hosts because i think that we all equally contribute even though as i said this is my podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. you're
0: but, so cyclops right now
1: i know i'm super cyclops right now so <laughs> Guys, we're all I, like,
2: x-men but i'm in charge
1: <laughs> so i just want to say that i'm thank i'm very thankful to all of you for dedicating your time and I, i'll do this again at the end and i'll get a long weepy eyed and stuff but this is this is super crazy that it's I think it's because of the four of you and and Brian and Kara who's gonna show up and Jeff and Ian and all the other people that have showed up over the last year. Like, we've been able to do this show for two years and that's super cool. And I'm really excited for two years more at least. But like mm-hmm. oh my god, I don't know where I was going with this. I had a thing oh, I was gonna talk about favorite titles of the show because we say some we say some goofy shit and skin cape is i think the funniest title that we've ever had and it's all tia's fault (laughs) that was a good one if
0: batman Um, were serious he'd have a skin cape that's all i'm saying
2: yeah Yeah. or some of the other ones Um, i'm not an expert on stickers that was a own
0: your trash what caused that title sexy bad babies
2: sexy bad babies
1: there was uh the my my slice of life is pizza
0: that was so good.
3: Mm-hmm. That's that's all Brian's. Fault. I like how we really like to highlight the the point exact point in the episode where it spiraled to the bottom. <laughs> 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 You're like, this is what we want to present to the world as the pitch for it.
1: <laughs>
0: Does Xander choose the titles? So
1: okay, so th- between Xander and I, we usually will come up with titles some of the time like if xander hears a a choice moment in the show he'll be like this is what it's called now and there was one week where he and i both had really really good titles and like we talked about it via instant message for like 30 minutes and he was like that's mike yours is the better one and i was like no yours is fantastic he's like i'm going to bed you pick <laughs> Like
0: Literally one of my favorite things about doing this show Is Xander tweeting about us On Mondays yes. when he starts oh,
1: yeah. like doing yeah. yes. Editing If you ever want to be epically subtweeted
3: And you kind of nervously watch <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah Xander, Xander is our editor And he Hi, is Xander. a magical wizard man Who somehow makes us sound <laughs> not as Shitty as we do in real life
0: And he's super insightful and amazing And he was on a mini-sode with me once But he like never wants to be on the show Which I don't understand because he's he amazing editing his own voice he doesn't I like look editing want in his own to. voice yeah. get over right. it Xander you're right. awesome Too <laughs> oh bad. <my God. laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah he does fantastic work I have to say you know I edit a, another podcast that I do and I, I have to edit my own voice and it's it's painful but I know that editing a podcast is the most tedious thing in the world and I have to you know kudos to Xander and my eternal sympathy to him for having to do this week after week because it is a tedious job and he makes a sound oh so good editing out all the uh ums don't edit that one out but editing out all the ums to make it sound smart uh, <laughs> it really makes the show even greater than it is already so yeah yeah
1: yeah I, he he does magic as i said he's he's a magical man yes yes uh, if it weren't for xander it would, the show would not
2: be what it is yeah
3: that is so true.
1: We could probably spend an, a good half hour just talking about how awesome Xander is. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I think one of the favorite, I, I guess it's not a segment because it, never makes it to air which is probably a really wise uh, decision Um, but uh, the moment where at the beginning of every um, recording Mike has to read back the notes from Xander turns into an apologetics of like five (laughs) minutes of like well I didn't know we were recording then and I didn't know this was you know I didn't know that sound was being picked up and okay so my chair moves sometimes Jesus. Don't beat yourself Um, up
0: it's also (laughs) yelling at Mike for mispronouncing Jeff Lemire Mm -hmm.
2: yeah Jeez. That, well, I mean that is, that is one thing we definitely learned this year was yeah. a, a couple different pronunciations and uh, that was a valuable thing. Uh, I, I'm, to, I'm going through
1: the list in my head and it's Charles Soul, Jeff Lemire, <laughs> Charles Soul,
2: Jackie <laughs> Soul, like, like like your shoe, Charles Soul, Charles Soul, uh, uh, Jeff Josh Lemire, Fielkoff. yeah, Fielkov. Did we, we ever... struggled with that one for a large amount of time? <laughs> did, we
4: get a, did we ever get a ruling on Margaret uh, Savage? Was uh, savage. All right,
0: not, not like Randy also, Savage. So. it's not right. it's not Ryan Otterly That's just my weird brain moving the R's <laughs> yes. around in his name. <laughs> it's Ryan Otterley. And Ot- it's not <laughs> Brian K
2: Vaughan. <laughs> yes, that's the that's the eternal struggle right there. Really. Yeah.
0: Um, Look, you guys, we just like your art. Okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: I'm sorry that most of my exposure to you is a printed word yeah. and not a video or a recording. So unfortunately, I mean, yeah, geez.
1: See, all comic book creators should do what Rob Liefeld did in the '90s, and they should all do Levi commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you it. were gonna
0: say create like yeah. a p- exceptionally mannerist styles that <laughs> create controversy for decades.
4: Yeah. Yeah, please, please, please post the video for the Levi's commercial with the show, though, because it's one of my very favorite things. <laughs> it's literally Rob Liefeld talking to Spike Lee about comics. It's it's amazing. amazing. It's it's truly it's truly a microcosm of the '90s. I mean, so. I,
0: I sometimes feel like a little uncomfortable that I don't hate Rob Liefeld's style as much as I'm apparently supposed to.
2: Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. yeah, I can I can understand why you might be a little. Uh, <laughs> uncomfortable about that yeah. like
0: i understand mannerism as a thing so i'm like i i see i i'm picking up what you're putting down robbie i gotcha
2: oh man i never thought i'd hear that from, <laughs> from you well, i've had a few beers
0: like yeah. and by a few i mean like a lot of very high al- alcohol content ones perfect all right some
2: of us are getting there hurry up <laughs> um i have to say one of my uh, favorite moments and i think I think it was a really well done moment, but I think it was also sort of a real good progression for this show in terms of how comfortable we were with tackling new things was when um, uh, Darwin Cook died, and um, that happened on a Friday. And then, um, no, I'm sorry, it happened, I think, like Saturday morning. And yeah. then sort of Mike and, and Paul and I were all texting each other, and we were like, like we need to do something about this, because we were all pretty uh, down and then we were like, we just, we got to dedicate something to him. And right off the bat, we did about, I think, five or ten minutes. And I think it was really well handled. And I was, uh, you know, I was I was really impressed um, with that. I thought that was a sort of like us sort of being like, we need a break from the structure of our show and sort of tackle this because it's something that needs to be brought up. And I think ever since then, we've been uh, more comfortable with sometimes switching things up a little bit if, if something um, pressing comes to mind
4: so. yeah yeah. That was, I really like that moment for the reasons you said and also as an example of a willingness just to talk about any topic in comics as long as we felt something about it you know it wasn't yeah. like we're talking about this because it's a news story it's like, No, we're talking about this because it's an emotional story and it kind of touched us in a way that we needed to express it so yeah. it was about that experience yeah. of his art rather than just saying oh here's something that happened so yeah right. that was a really great moment
3: So before we go any further, I want to take a moment to talk about the total contortions and craziness we go through to record this podcast with good sound quality. So <laughs> both Nick because and I... Because Mike is mean about it. He's so, so cruel. He is like I, just the yes. iron fist yeah. of would, audio yeah. quality. Um, <laughs> but seriously, he bought me a beautiful mic and I love him for it. But um, Oh, I just stole his. <laughs> Well, yeah, we, yeah. we, we would not have. Tia these, got but hers same for free. Day. I
1: don't know how that happened.
0: <laughs> I mean, I technically bought one, but it was possessed by a demon, and so I couldn't use it. And uh, we, we would That's always true. have to
3: re-record the episodes. That's true. There was a whole whole things that happened with that. But before we go into even that, so Nick and I couldn't record where we were living because of audio quality stuff, so we both traveled to our parents' house to, like, set everything up back in the childhood bedroom. Actually, I don't know where in the house Nick is recording, but I'm definitely set up in, like, my childhood bedroom because it's carpeted and there's, like, no (laughs) noise. And then in the summer, it's close all the windows and vents and everything and no fans, so you're just, by the end of the episode... (laughs) drenched with sweat trying to care about comics you're just like let it end
0: <laughs> if you've
3: ever listened
0: to the mini kate and i did both the intersect and witches episodes i was literally naked in a closet recording those episodes <laughs> so that the sound quality wouldn't be good. <laughs>
3: Because it was so closet, So that you could With the hardwood floors
0: Yeah, because my apartment I have like no furniture In my New York apartment And so everything would echo
3: Yeah, the the place I live in Kalamazoo Is all hardwood floors And then right on a super busy street Where there's no way to avoid Sirens and loud traffic noises and stuff Yeah, also my neighbors are dickheads in New York And they're really loud So yeah, closet (sighs) New York sounds awful Every time you guys talk about it Except for hanging out with people I'm like, no, I can't do it
0: why don't we just hang out somewhere else and then that would be cool or like cooler than new york which is the only redeeming quality about it
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, See, I, don't go through,
1: I don't my my lengths are are on everyone else i think like for when i'm recording the show like i feel so bad for for my girlfriend kelly because for like three hours every sunday i'm like if you make a noise <laughs>
3: So oh, all the time, so Mike's like, hang on, I have to kick Kelly out of the apartment, and we're waiting for her to leave.
0: <laughs> okay, can I just say that Kelly is a goddamn saint, and I love her. I've met her. She's amazing. I think she's a beautiful human being, and I object to any mistreatment of Kelly.
1: No, I, I just I just am like, can you please be quiet for three hours? And, and she just looks at me.
0: Go get in your box. She's like, yes. I should give her keys to my apartment in New York, because I never spend weekends there so i always record at my other house and so she could just go hang out at my place
1: and then she starts talking while you were talking she started talking in the background just to just to make me mad and i gave her the look
3: don't give her a look well and speaking of Kelly's suffering the poor lydia my baby <laughs> yeah, <you're
1: laughs> tia has a beautiful little cat
3: oh
0: beautiful <laughs> i have a beautiful cornish rex she's a former pageant cat and she's retired from the pageant circuit now, but she literally does whatever the fuck she wants. I can't stop her. So you may hear her meowing in some episodes. I I forget which ones, but um, there's she definitely wants a to couple live, out there. Love
3: Tia, but Tia shuts she, her out.
0: <laughs> well, she's actually sitting with me right now, but she's being pretty good because the heater's on, so she's like in a some sort of heat sort of frenzy situation. Seems like a lizard.
1: Like most cats. She's
0: like
3: a lizard, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's how I get Zoe to be quiet for episodes, too.
1: Nick, I don't know if you and Paul have any crazy things you have to do.
3: Paul's naked right Uh, now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Yeah, I I just normally record naked because I'm the (laughs) most
0: comfortable. Um,
4: (laughs) No, I I live in a tiny shoebox. I live in a studio apartment. The summers are the worst because, yeah, the AC has to turn off before we hit record. And it's just just a sweat box. So, yeah, yeah, that's really the only problem I have, but... Yeah, if I'm naked, it's by choice. (laughs)
3: So. <laughs> Paul's like, the real suffering is talking to you fools. <laughs> right,
2: right. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I uh, record at my parents because they they're have they both musicians in the symphony, and so they sort of have a room that's more ideal to, to doing that sort of thing, um, which even though that works out, uh, usually during the summer it's a royal nightmare because either the neighbors next door decide that they want to play basketball and get exercise, which I don't get, um, or the guy across the street, my God, I had a real struggle this summer with the fact that the guy across the street would literally start mowing his lawn fifteen minutes before um we would start the podcast every time. and I would just look out the window and stare at Kill him, him. And a couple times. I think i I even went outside and sort of stood <laughs> over the the edge of the porch and just sort of stared at him. I was like, what is going on? Kill him. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I was I would just sort of watch him, and I'm like, only later did I think about it And I was like, Dear God, if he's seen me just across the street staring at him angrily with, like, no explanation, like, what is this guy thinking? But more importantly, why is he not hurrying up or not doing it at all? So it's his fault. Um, I've done the same thing out of my parents.
3: Everyone has the lawn crews that show up. And I've definitely just lurked and watched them to see, like, when they're done, to then go upstairs and report that we're good to go. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, jeez, yeah.
3: We're the creeps. Hey,
1: hey, you know, we do what we gotta do. It's We make great sacrifices for this show, so I appreciate all the work that you guys have done, you know, to make sure that we get top-notch sound quality, and I hope that people appreciate it.
0: I can't even listen to podcasts anymore because half of them don't have superior sound quality like you and Xander insist on, and I'm just like, what is this garbage? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah,
1: <Yes. laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot of stuff that you know we've done I, I'm i so happy about it I can't even get over it I mean and we've got like we've got a bunch of stuff coming in the future so if you've made it this far in the episode I'm very proud of you listener <laughs> this has been great our listeners um, are I, so
0: great yeah the
1: people that gave us like okay let me just talk about the survey that we did so we did that big I read comic book survey and we did get 25 responses which is enormous in comparison to what we got the for the first survey that we did which was three responses and one of them was me so (laughs) for this for this survey we had a lot of really good feedback and I'm gonna do the thing I'm not ever supposed to do which is type on my computer while I'm talking but we had a lot of people that got back to us and some of the responses were hilarious and they like made me super happy but then there was a couple that I was like that's just plain rude but thank you for being (laughs) honest Um, But there there was I mean, feedback that we got, you know, like our demographics for the show are kind of all over the board. We have the majority of people are over the ages of twenty four. The number where people live kind of blows my mind. People from Canada to the United Kingdom to Australia, El Paso, Texas, England. Montebello California Wyoming like Philadelphia like people from all over the world literally all over the world are listening to this show and they at least did you know gave us feedback so I hope you were all honest about where you came from but I'm gonna assume assume that you are that's (laughs) super cool (laughs) yeah one person from Antarctica and everything else they responded to was about fish so um (laughs) hey they had a women's
0: march there don't don't dismiss Antarctica Mm -hmm. they're fucking it's It's true they're ballers they're hardcore
1: I mean, we had people, I mean, a lot of people read comic books. A lot. Some of them don't pull comic books, but they read a lot. Um, like, it was kind of all over the board with how many comics people pull or subscribe to every month, anywhere from none to 30 to 40. Um, we had one person that said 40 to 50, so good on you. Let's see. We Yeah, favorite comic book writers was all over the board. Kieran, Kieran Gillen, Gillen. Chris Claremont. <laughs> Garth Ennis. Brian K. Vaughn. Scott Snyder. Alan Moore. Steve Gerber. Tom King. Like, all over the board with this you know
0: what that you know what pisses me off that's a lot of fucking dudes it is a lot of mm. dudes this is mm-hmm. true
1: this is true yeah.
0: where the fuck's margaret bennett and kelly suja and all the gail simone and Jewel wilson and all the amazing fucking women chelsea kane who make comics fucking great
1: that is a very good question I, I, I'm just reading. I'm just reading the facts. I'm not. Gonna I know, try to but still, anything. fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who is
1: your favorite comic Whoa. book colorist? We did have three votes for Matt Wilson. That was more than anyone Matt else. Wilson <laughs> Matt Wilson for president. Matt um, Wilson for president. Podcast listening habits. People all over the board, from one to three to, to more than ten, and it was almost wow. an even split on all the ranges we gave, um, as well as all the other comic book podcasts people listen to. There, one person listed. 14 other comic book podcasts that they listen to now I don't know if they were just trying to seem cool but that's awesome and the fact that we're some people we're the only comic book podcast that they listen to that's super cool there was at least four or five people that said that their favorite comic book podcast there were three people that said that we were their favorite and that's awesome um and we're up there with like two-headed nerd talking comics (laughs) comics conspiracy Uh, yeah, a lot of somebody said actually it is. I read comic books, you guys, and the brilliant idiots are fantastic. Limetown, somebody said Limetown. That's not even a comic book podcast. Who cares?
0: Um, <laughs> it's pretty good, though. <laughs> that's a it very good podcast, though. Also, um, oh, God, what's that one where, like, there's the all it's like Supernatural, but with a girl in Canada? Fuck. The black tapes. The
1: black tapes. Ah, yes. Um, I'm glad that everyone either thought that our show was perfectly length or it needed to be longer. Like, people said that it was either too short or it was the the perfect length, so that's awesome to know that you want to hear more from us, and I have more on that in a minute. Uh, And I won't go into the You're not gonna after
3: this like three hour long diatribe. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) This one won't be, it won't be three hours long. And other things, you know, was really cool. Some of the final words were really awesome. Keep making episodes, never stop. Even if comics die, keep making the show. Keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorite favorite two are Wicked and Divine is overrated
0: Fuck you Fight <laughs> me and, the,
1: and this is the best one and I enjoy the show and all the hosts Especially the women They add a very different perspective Mike is not my favorite
3: <laughs> now, <laughs>
1: I, only, I only laugh because One of the questions was Who's your favorite host And I only listed myself And it was a mandatory question <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny. But the survey was super cool. It gave us a lot of insight about what we should be doing more of and what we should be trying to strive for in the future, what people don't like. Some people said we, you know, ramble a lot, we get a little bit too negative. Um maybe we're a little bit repetitive. Do we get
0: negative? I feel like this is an overwhelmingly positive show.
2: I, I, I Yeah, I think we've made a real effort to not be negative. Yeah, honestly, I think which is a struggle. So From the first <laughs> year I think
1: we've gotten a lot better. And, you know, we've already taken a lot of this feedback into play for episodes. That's That's why we started doing the Goodreads book. We started to push more for doing more minisodes about specific creators Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, which kind of brings me to the next piece that I had about this. And I know this is kind of just me ranting, but the four of you also will play into this as well as the other guests and future things. But we do want to try to start doing more than just this one show in the future. And to start with that, what we're doing right now as a group, we are recording 30-minute mini-sode style episodes all about a specific book or a specific creator or something. And we will be releasing those as part of our regular feed for probably once a month so in your regular feed you'll be getting a bonus episode every month that will be about a specific creator or a topic or something or not a topic but a book or an artist or a writer or something like that and going over all the things in about a half hour with two people talking about it similar to what we've done with the minisodes and oh we've got more things in on the docket i don't know nick do we want to talk about the other thing that you're working on
2: you know I, I think if we just veil it in enough ambiguity, we can't be held accountable for <laughs> it becomes a final product or doesn't ultimately become a product at all, so I mean uh, we we can discuss what may or may not actually ever end up being a thing, yeah, absolutely, I okay
1: mean, yeah well, I after some discussion reading over the the survey results, and talking to people on the show off, you know, not on the air, and talking with Xander, our editor, who is also my co-conspirator. Uh, we've and decided that we w- mm-hmm. And a beautiful human being. And a beautiful human being. We've decided that we want to try to do another regular show, probably a monthly show, all about comic books that are coming out as far as the Diamond previews are concerned, which is kind of spooky. So... I'm, I've asked Nick I don't know why it's
2: spooky but yeah, okay. it's <laughs>
1: spooky because it's you never know things change but well, I'll let Tia Nick cursed. talk a little bit more about what? it I don't know if you Nick is the one that is kind of I've given this to him and I said you you may do this or you should do this or if you don't do this then what the fuck am I even talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> if you don't do Mike this I'm going to never bus, talk to you
0: again
2: uh, to uh yeah <laughs> um yeah sure uh well I, I I can talk about this a little bit as, as far as we've decided on a few points regarding it um, so Mike and I have talked about this uh, My friend Jordan and I have talked about this I've talked about this with more than a couple other people And one of the things that always comes up with comics For me is always previews Because I'm, I'm a big previews person I I get the previews catalog Which um, I suppose there might be some people listening to this who don't know um, But if you have a poll uh, And you want to order comics that are coming out Especially if you're someone who orders more obscure books or weird books or orders from more, um, low scale publishers, uh, chances are you either are, um, finding the solicits for respective publishers online or you're going to the previews website or you're actually ordering the previews catalog, which, um, literally contains every single item that will be coming out two months from the moment you pick up the previews. Although sometimes it's three, sometimes it's more if things get delayed, but let's not worry about that right now. Um, and we've always talked about how uh, we kind of want people to have the opportunity to get in on the ground floor with us um, because it's it's great that with um, the weekly poll list or with what are you reading this week or what's your pick for this week, uh, we do offer um, our listeners opportunities to sort of get on the same page with us, page with, us uh, with what we're reading. And obviously the Goodreads group uh, offers this opportunity as well. Uh, But for those of you who are more physical readers, for those of you who like uh, getting your hands on new number ones or things like that, um, that opportunity can be lost if you're only getting on board with us the moment that book comes out. Because now it's a struggle to get to the shop that very week or find a shop in your area that carries extra copies of smaller publishers or maybe you don't even have a shop in your area at which point you're probably reading digital and this is totally irrelevant and you're like I'm not even going to listen to sort this of, podcast if you're a sort of. Nick White I'm Nick, checking out Nick.
1: but back to Sorry. the point <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah so the point being there's a need here for this I think and we want to offer up a show that will take a look at what's coming out two months down the, p- the, the pipe and say like this looks good this looks interesting um, these are things that we're looking forward to Um, maybe these are things that are, um, under the radar for you, or if you don't read previews, it's totally under the radar for you, uh, and sort of give you some insight into what we think might be, um, interesting down the line. So,
1: yeah, uh, it's, I'm really excited about it. I, I don't know. Was that
2: a pretty semi-succinct way of... Dude,
1: (laughs) absolutely. That, that sounds like Nick has put so much time and effort into just researching the idea of this project. We haven't even decided you know when it's going to start or how the what the format's going to be but Nick has been tirelessly researching this and I am super excited to see what is going to happen with it whether we incorporate it into the sh- this regular show or we do the secondary show which I'm hoping that we do uh, it's it's really really cool. So we're gonna have another show in your feed. You know, we're gonna add all this extra stuff. We're trying to just give as much content to people as possible <laughs> because it seems like people want more from us, and we wanna we wanna provide. So the thing that I love we about we wanna Nick, reach a
2: point where people are fed up. Yeah, yeah anyway, go,
0: yeah. go ahead Let's talk you. about what we love about Nick for a second. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> <laughs> One of those things is that if you like mention offhand something. He will literally research it until he is an expert and knows everything about it, and I love that <laughs> about Nick. That's yeah. good
2: because some people
0: it infuriates them beyond all. <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have like, I I, I I get where Nick's coming from because I'm like that too, but I'm lazy. So Nick has the <laughs> the, the the go-getemness that I don't have.
2: Well, I I, I appreciate. I that. downloaded that's, the that's Valiant, Nick. She did here it. There we go. That's that's a good start. I
3: have See this is <laughs> this book. is basically a podcast version of what I already get because every time a book's coming out that oh, Nick, no, Nick thinks go. that I would be interested and He's like, "Hey, did you see this?" And I'm like, "Of course I did." not Why would I look at previews when I have you, Nick? And it's wonderful. I know it's so <laughs> sweet. Like, Nick is <laughs> so generous
0: because he'll like message you on Twitter and tell you things that he thinks that you'll like and you're mm-hmm.
3: just like mm-hmm. It's so
0: special. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so we want to give that to you, the listener, right. because Nick is so fantastic exactly. at this. like, really.
0: It, it just makes you feel loved.
3: So it's Nick, so like, so Nick look hey forward kids, to- did you remember to pull your annual? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, mom! <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't forget, Black Hammer has an annual this week. I know it seems like a non-conventional book to have an annual, but it does, and you're going to miss out.
1: And the annual was fantastic, so, if, we're, if we're being it honest was, It was, and let's be real,
0: but, I had forgotten yeah. to pull it, so everyone yes. needs a little nick in their life it's yes. true and so we're
1: looking to give that to yes. you everyone will just have their own little nick that they can put in their pocket <laughs> um that's, and we're gonna
2: we're gonna figure this out because i'm sure some of you are like nick white doesn't really read marvel that much maybe he can name 15 characters and that that's not true come on fuck off i can name <laughs> like
0: 40 all right jesus
2: um i mean the rest of uh, us are here totally for your marvel
0: wrong. needs let's be honest exactly yeah. exactly um so the, so the plan is, thing.
1: yeah, the plan is we're going to do a monthly show, I think, where Nick and another person, you know, research the previews book, or go look into the previews book, look into what's coming out based on solicitations, mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is something that you might be interested in. we are talk about it, you know, a handful or a dozen of books that sound interesting for about a half hour um, once a month. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for it. I don't know when it's going to start, but that's coming for this 2017 year, as well as the extra episodes that we want to throw into the regular docket
0: can the other
1: thing oh go ahead can
0: we eat pizza on those shows
1: yes you can totally eat pizza it's going to be highly encouraged actually (laughs) pizza okay because i'm staring at my
0: pizza now and i'm really eat your pizza okay eat your pizza
1: so so the one other thing we want to try two other things three or four other things i don't know that we want to try to do is (laughs) mike is bad at math I I don't know. There's so many things that I want to do. But one of the big things is we want to, like from the survey, we did ask some questions about backing things on like Patreon or, you know, Kickstarter or whatever. And so I think this year we want to try to put together, I should say, we're going to put together a Kickstarter. We're going to figure out how much money we'll need to basically keep the lights on for our show. And that means like server costs, software, getting everyone like... Good microphones, that, so that we're all at the same level of quality, so that we can potentially get more microphones for new guests, so we can get more people on the show. Um, and with that, I think we're also going to do is some of the Kickstarter um, backer rewards will not only be, you know, potentially doing a mini minisode with us, um, but also you know having like a. 30-minute hangout with us on Google or Google Hangouts or something. Or there will also be like T-shirts and stickers with the I Read Comic Books logo on them. I'm working with my little sister who's a graphic designer to put together some sticker ideas um, so, so we can have like multiple stickers and multiple T-shirt designs um, for people. So you'll be able to pick one or two or three different things that you want based on your reward level. And we're, Xander and I are still working out the details for that. But that's something that we're looking to do maybe the middle of this year. Maybe when we do our... Our summer break, because I think we'll probably do that again this year. We'll take like a month off in the middle of the summer so everyone can kind of breathe. But it's it's really exciting. I'm like, this could be super legit. And I hope that all of you who are still listening (laughs) this far into the show (laughs) are as excited about it as we are.
3: I'm really excited about having another... Female, come on! So now we're half and half. But more importantly, we're going to have an all-female episode. There's three of us now. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's true. So, yes. so Kara Kariszemborski, who was on the Comicsologist podcast, no longer on that show, has decided or has agreed to be one of our regular guests on this show. So she'll be in starting. I think in a couple weeks, she will be a regular guest that comes in every once in a while, kind of like how we've been swapping. Every, we've been swapping everyone out since the beginning of this show. Um, But that's going to be really cool. And then I think in May, there's going to be the All Ladies episode, which is.
0: (laughs) Ask us about our feminist agenda. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) I'm
1: really looking forward to it. There's actually going to be probably a handful of episodes in the first half of the year that I'm not going to be on at all because of just various things that I have to do. Yes, in my life. I'm very. Very important person I have to <laughs> eat pizza Across the country With other individuals Can you no, show I have us some... On your hand Where
0: you're gonna be <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have some
1: weddings That I need to go to And some um, family visiting And stuff So I'll be taking A few weeks off To which other people Will step in As we've kind of done Without any warning Nick is really good your At your
3: being you I I do oh, really yes. enjoy The <laughs> Nick flood episodes Where we just get to Shit talk Cyclops And stay up late It's so good <laughs> best thing oh The God. Ever. episode's
1: those episodes are always wild because most of the time it's like it's Nick leading the episode going I know I'm not Mike but um, let's talk about all the things yeah. that Mike doesn't want me to talk about it's um, great. And, uh, <laughs> if Mike was here he'd say that like it's, it's just like you guys just do references and callbacks to me and I'm like yeah. you guys shut
2: up you're
0: too cute <laughs> <laughs> I
2: always imagine you like sitting down to like listen and you're just like buckling like a three point safety you know safety belt and you're like oh no here we go <laughs> yeah, it's a roller coaster
1: every time Anarchy. (laughs) Yeah, so 2017 is going to be a good year. We're we're hoping it's going to be a good year for the show. Can we have a a moment
0: where we all actually get to hug in person? Let's make that happen. So,
1: yeah, so that's like the other thing that I really want to try to do is I want to try to somehow get as many people on this show together in person to say hello and high five and give hugs and actually meet. I know that I am trying to physically force Xander to come out to NYCC this year. <laughs> yes. Oh my god um, Xander,
0: you have to. I it's the rule. Sorry, I'm sorry. It's the rules. That's
1: that's that's <laughs> right. So or otherwise I, we got to we we'll, we'll try to figure something out. We'll try to do an in-person hello. We'll like broadcast it on some medium of some sort. Um cuz last time we tried to do an in-person recording with me and Nick and Xander, it went so horribly Oops. wrong. We skipped a week. <laughs>
0: It was so <laughs> hard. I mean, to be fair, we Mike didn't until the day n- he
2: died that it happened until mm-hmm. later. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it was just the audio just didn't work as well as we thought it was going to. Yeah. It was a whole ordeal. Yeah. Well, but all. You know, it was it was a fun time. I did get to hang out with Nick and Xander in person, and that was a blast.
0: Maybe recording in a bar was a bad idea.
1: <laughs> Nick's parents' living room is not a bar, but oh. it's it's <laughs> nice that you thought <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> it somebody. was it considering speakeasy. how much we drank. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, Grand Haven, Michigan. That's that's speakeasy. Since where it's the it's happening, Spring like <laughs>
0: I'll never get it right. I mean, we'd I'll just have never to get, get Mike right. really drunk and have him explain X-Men. Mm-hmm.
1: I will mansplain yes. yeah. X-Men. Yeah. How about that? No,
0: no, explain. <laughs> you gotta explain. Explain.
1: Okay, I will explain X-Men. We'll do a special episode or something like that. See, that's that's the thing. <laughs> I I. Uh, it could get real bad. I just get real mad about X Men when I drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. such an angry X Men drunk. <laughs> okay, but can we, like, yeah. let's get drunk and then watch the Logan trailers and then cry and talk about how much we love them?
1: That's, I'm fine with that too. We'll definitely be H- that. How does
2: everyone feel that that's apparently an alternate universe now?
1: I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Okay. Fine yeah. with it. 100%. Yeah. So many questions, though. But <laughs> this is the 100th episode. I, I just, I just <laughs> want to say that. You guys, I just have to, like, this has been fantastic Yay. this has been a great year and i think well we're just gonna our annuals are just always gonna be the last weekend in january i think that's just what we're gonna do it doesn't matter the number of episodes anymore i think we're just gonna call it an annual mm-hmm. because it'll be a weird number next time i just know it because it's extra
2: long and no one wants to buy it that's right. yeah. <laughs> it's
1: not really worth the
3: extra hour i have to put it yeah. into the yeah. six
0: bucks fuck yeah. you
2: <laughs> yeah this
1: episode will cost you four dollars wait so. but we're oh, like
0: why? at the exact same time that we usually are that's true Yeah, it's because
1: i rushed everyone through everything you did yeah. you were yeah. very mean
0: about it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs>
3: I wanted to talk more about
0: I did have marrying like three beers. But you wouldn't let me Well
3: you know we never talked about One of the most exciting things for me this year Is our various shout outs from creators Have made my heart explode Oh yes. yeah we did
1: yes. We did get I mean it, We're still in the episode like people So they hey <laughs> we can talk as long as we want yeah, we did get some pretty awesome shoutouts this year. I'm pretty sure that Jeff Lemire retweeted the, our mini all about... Or not Jeff Lemire, sorry. Um, Jeff, Parker Jeff Parker. Definitely was excited. And Steve Lieber. And Steve Freaking Lieber. That's Ray awesome. And Ho-
3: Fox retweeted tweets and I yeah, episode Fox. with saying like, nice things about it. And I... May or may not have audibly squealed in public when I got the message from I don't remember who was it Mike or Tia? Someone messaged me saying, "Did you see this?" and I was like, "Ah!" But yeah, super exciting. We're doing some, Ray Fox I, hey, is a lovely man. Y- he really is. And
1: that, speaking of creators, I'm going to try to get at least a, one creator on this year, I promise. And I think as soon as we do one, we're just it's going we're going to do a just, bunch. Just say the word, so, Mike,
3: I'll help you do pitches.
1: Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kate and Tia, you guys are too fantastic. To, in you know helping what, Kate,
3: me. Let's just do it without him, that's and I'd right. be like, Bitch, "By the way, Mike so and so is going <laughs> to be on the show this
0: week."
1: I would not be mad about that. Not be mad at all. We'll figure that out. That's that's something that Kate, I really want to try Ray to do Fox's this Ray Fox's
0: new book that's coming out this spring? I didn't. Nick, you fell down on your duties. What the hell, yeah, dude? Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, well, we know how I feel about Ray Fox. So I don't know.
3: Just get out!
0: Notify me about everything, Nick. You're fired.
2: Oh goodness!
0: Yeah. Uh, never mind. Nick's right, new I'm podcast got canceled. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye. It's in. Oh. There's there's like a little preview in the image plus from maybe last month. You should check it out. Okay, I will. Yeah,
1: definitely. Mini so we'll do another minisode. No, we can do as many minisodes as so we want. many minisodes. All the mini minisodes.
3: minisodes are fun. I like recording. <laughs> I know.
1: There, yeah. All right. Well, everyone, let's raise a beer really quick. We'll wrap this thing up. Raise your beer. All right. I finished. Thank the you line. all. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. Just raise the bottle. Thank you all for fantastic fifty-plus episodes. We've did. We've done a, this podcast for two years, and it is all because of you. And I, I could not have done this without any of you. So thank you very much for everything that you've done and all the hard work and all the research and all of the awkward situations you've had to put yourselves <laughs> in while recording. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm here for at least another hundred. So let's let's do it and cheers. cheers. I'll okay. drink cheers. to that. <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 100 of I Read Comic Books. It's been an incredible year, and everyone at the show is excited to do 100 more episodes, if you'll keep listening. This episode was produced by me, Mike Rappin, with editing by Xander Riggs. The music in this episode is brought to you by our favorite band in the universe, Infinity Shred. You can find Infinity Shred at infinityshred.com, as well as on Bandcamp at infinityshred.bandcamp.com. Here's where we usually plug our stuff, but you can find it all in every other episode, or on our website, ircb.us. Instead, I want to say thank you to all the folks who have made this show happen over the last two years. George Benson, who kicked me into gear to do this whole shebang. Ian Boucher, who decided to give our show a try when he was writing a book. Scott Gregson, who's been our dedicated person from Down Under. Jeff Perry, who will literally not quit new things, and has reminded me how podcasts should work over and over. Renee Rodriguez, whose love of comic books and manga remind me that there's still awesome stuff to look forward to every day. Jean Francois, who's been an open door and has more guts than I ever will. Brian Murray, who knows how to keep me honest and has been a solid friend for the last decade. Tia Vasiliou, who has reminded me that feelings are okay to have about comics and that I'm not as terrible as I assume I am. Kate Scotchless, who is my favorite person to get excited about comics with and somehow manages to end up running everything I start. Paul Jaceley, who I forced into my basement to record this show in its early days, despite how weird that sounds, and who has been a dependable pillar of this show. Nick White, who keeps this show alive with his blood, sweat, and research notes on every single thing you could ever consider about an episode's topic, and who has been so hardworking I can't believe I'm not paying him. Side note, don't let him know that I considered paying him. Kelly Gruber, my girlfriend who has put up with me stealing damn near every Sunday for the last two years to yell into a microphone about comic books. And Xander Riggs, the man behind the editing process of this show and my co-conspirator. He's done so much to make me a better producer, person, and organizer of things in my life. He's worked his ass off making this show a top-notch professional podcast, and all the good-sounding bits are 100% him. Thank you all for your time and dedication over the last two years to I Read Comic Books. As I said on the show, I'm not done with this thing, not for at least another 100 episodes. And from everyone at the show, thank you for listening.